0: Welcome to Media Week's Heavy Hitters. Get up close and personal with some of the titans of the media industry. This episode is hosted
1: by MFA Hall of Famer, Great Graham, who hosts an intimate group chat with three of the top media agency CEOs in Australia.
0: Okay, so actually, I've got to say, I think I've got the best in the business, some of the best leaders here. Um, from Media Brands. You said that and last like, week. This is legit. This is true. Uh, so, And they're all C-suite. You're all CEOs. So we've got Cody, who obviously is the head of Media Brands, Mel from Initiative, and Anathea from UM. Any backstory got there, guys? Where How did you get into the industry, and how did
1: you end up where you are now? Cody, can cool. I start Am with I you? Am I going first?
0: Why don't you go first? Uh, well,
1: well, like everyone who works in media- True stories, by the way. <laughs> I've already told you the true story. You, you're going to drag it out of me. But like everyone in media, no, I, I never planned to be in media. And, I was, and I, in thirty over 30 years doing it, I still haven't met anyone who studied to deliberately be media. So I tripped over it. I went for some job interviews as a graduate to market research companies, to advertising agencies, to a media agency called Total Media. And I'll admit, I walked in the door, had no idea what they did, and walked out with a job. Love it. Mel?
0: Uh,
2: Yeah, I started um, similar, took a gap year. After I finished school, I was going to come back and uh, definitely always wanted a career in sports journalism, loved sports. I wanted to be on that side of the media, but then uh, started that way, but then heard how much the sales side of the industry got paid. (laughs) So I quickly uh, sort of made my way over to the sales side and then sort of zigzagged between publisher and agency side for a few years between a few cities around the world and uh, landed back in Sydney, um, you know, 15, 16 years later in this role. But it's been an amazing ride going through some amazing brands through, you know, Viacom in the US, which is, you know, MTV Heyday, to um, back here at Channel 10 and Group M side and uh, all, all of the above. But I'm very happy to find my home at Media
0: Brands in the last few years. Yeah. And Athea, I think of New Idea days for yourself, but I, I, I'm going to let you tell the story.
3: <laughs> this is one of Cody's favourite stories. Um, yeah, I started, again, like many people, accidental career. And, and I accidentally fell into a role at New Idea as editor um, for New Zealand and then Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it really was like that. Uh, New New Zealand and Australia and ended up back in New Zealand in a um, broader publishing role. And then I wanted to go across to do what so many journalists do and go into PR. And I found myself working as the general manager of what was then called Spark PR, uh, which happened to be the PR arm of an agency PhD. And we grew that into uh, the largest experiential PR marketing agency in New Zealand and and then I sort of moved on from there so my first time working in a media agency properly was was when I was the MD at Mindshare in Melbourne so it, it's 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 interesting how many people do come into this industry in in sort of as Mal said zigzag ways but it's uh it's so you've it's never bought a
1: spot me. in your life
3: never bought a spot in my life <laughs>
1: But she's damn good at what she does. Give it a
2: crack. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Give it a crack. I I have, but not very good. (laughs) I admire. uh, I admire the people.
0: (laughs) Now, some fun questions to start with, and then I'm going to get into maybe some more formal client stuff, Mm. and then the end, we're going to finish with some quick, quick draw, fun stuff. So. Who's broken their New Year's resolutions yet and did you have any, Mel? I reckon you'd be pretty focused and organised, are you? This is
1: really timely. We we spent a couple of days off with our exec team this week and we, we were asked exactly this question, so I know the real answer.
2: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so I have – I am – you know me well. My I was very structured in my intentions this year. I do believe in not so much resolutions but intentions and having a very strict plan. So there was some personal ambitions, which I am meeting my KPIs on. <laughs> um, and then on the professional side, I'd say that I'm on the journey. I think I took on probably too much. Like I'm always trying to challenge myself outside, not just my day job, always making sure I'm connecting and using you know, some of my experience and power for good. So I joined a few more boards last year and did a lot of things that I think this year I need to recalibrate that. I, I need to give some time back to myself. So I'm trying to find ways to say no to things. That's my nice. thing this year. On track at the moment.
3: Yep. And Athea? I don't uh, do resolutions. Um, and this year though, I was very deliberate in not setting expectations. I, I've had a really unusual few years being in the States in, with COVID and coming back and my family being sort of stuck in the States for a little bit longer. I got stuck in Sydney for longer than than I had thought I would with lockdowns. And I found myself keeping on saying, oh, well, when COVID's done, next year this will happen and this will happen. And nothing is going according to plan. (laughs) So this year I am not putting any expectations. I do not know what the year will bring and I will follow along as things happen.
1: I love that. Cody? Uh, I'm a bit the same. I, I, I don't do them. I, I, and I can't because I I do them and break them. So well, that's, you that's think, what's why the point? Oh, you spend. Oh, this is exactly the chat. we have. <laughs> Am I going to lose like, weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah good you, on you, us, you, you make a commitment <laughs> and then you spend the next three hundred and fifty days beating yourself up because you yeah. haven't done it yet. And uh, so no, I don't. And I, I also believe I don't need to assign a day a year to decide what I am and aren't going to do. Yeah,
0: I think with experience you sort of yeah maybe give yourself a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. So. <laughs> Now this is a really important question, and I know this is such such a serious journalist question from 60 Minutes. Where's your Media Week
1: 50 Power Trophy? <laughs> um, you know, is it somewhere? You know, on the, you know. Well, Cody, where is it? Uh, so I have a I have a, a room at home where where I've set up to work from home. I study basically, uh-huh. and, and there's a bookshelf around it, and up on the right hand side of the bookshelf, I've got my very small collection of sporting trophies, <laughs> and, <Sporty>. it's, <laughs> and it's nestled in there somewhere. But, I thought uh, you were going
3: to say you have a room at home for your trophies. Yeah, that's no, what I'm going to
1: say. No, 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 and no, no. I was going to say, I've got a shelf and there's not Can really, I say Wenker, me- but I can't say that? <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to know where they all are. I, I, I promised him I wouldn't say anything, but Hogg sleeps with his.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: could go further, but I'm not. I'm leaving that alone. But it's a
0: damn good uh, perspective. Mel?
2: You know what? I actually do not know because um, so I actually surely went. with
1: your shoes or your. No, no,
2: no. So I actually, uh, you lost it. I you loved it? the event so much, but I actually flew straight off um, overseas oh, that day. Your bag and you, uh, the lovely, my colleagues from Media Brand said, we'll take it back to the ah. office. I have not seen it since. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it, I,
0: I think we need well, to. Well, we need to find it. I know it like yours cater. is a story as my, well. Have you got the trophy yet? It has and arrived. Where is it? <laughs> it
3: has arrived. So my, I was not there on the day. I was in the outback of Australia visiting my dad, so I could not have been in a place that was more different than the luxe lovely lunch that you were all having together. <laughs> um, and so I didn't pick up the trophy on the day. Unlike Mal, I didn't trust anyone to take it home, <laughs> rightly so, it turns out. Um, but mine then went on a... Uh, on a journey from Sydney to Melbourne and it took weeks and weeks and weeks it has turned up so it is still sitting nestled in its little bed of of protective straw but it will be in your going office. on in my office it'll be it'll be out on the table any day now nice I
0: love it and last question fun holiday of this section fun holiday memory what was your highlight of summer fishing seeing your
1: family um Cody I had uh my highlight was i I, I love the beach the water did did loads of that. But the the, the biggest highlight I think I was thinking about this on the way in. Um the uh it was the first summer we'd had I'd had for a while, we've all had for a while without a caveat. You know, we had uh, a summer with COVID, we had a summer with bushfires, uh we, I had a summer last week where we had a bit of personal stuff going on in the family that we had to deal with that sort of knocked the wind out of us a bit. So it shortened our summer. So it was the first summer without a caveat. Nice and uh, so I made sure it was a long one and I loved it. Great. <laughs> love that.
0: Mel
2: uh I um I did a nice retreat for myself. I went off to Gwingana to set nice. my intentions in a nice. very structured way that I do, uh, but I, I came back feeling very relaxed. but also just um, being in Melbourne with the family, and I you know m- me and my brother were out doing sunset paddles every night, and it's one of the most meditative pieces that I can do for myself, and I'm sort of out there in the water and uh, yeah it was brilliant, so just switching off was my my awesome thing. yeah.
3: I went to Japan. This was one of the, uh, probably one of the last trips like this. It was one of those ones that was planned for April of 2020 with the family and, and of course it was cancelled. Uh, so we finally did it in January of this year and it was an absolute cracker. There, there, There is not a bad meal to have in Japan. I used to live there a long, long time ago and um, we ate so many convenience store egg sandwiches and <laughs> uh, bowls of ramen and had an absolute
0: blast. I love it. Now I'm going to stay with you mm-hmm. and I'm jumping into the year ahead, and I get mixed messages, what are your predictions for the year? And I know it's early and tough, but as I said, what are your feelings?
3: Let's go back to, I don't make um, resolutions and I'm no <laughs> longer putting um, expectations or predictions on the year. Um, Whoa, so covering i'm covering yourself, so, no, I no, like no, it. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, not silly. Um, because I do think it's going to be a really changeable year. I think we're going to see Uh, some clients that are, in terms of spend, that are really leaning in. We're having some fascinating conversations with clients uh, who are Who are wanting to talk to their c-suite and and um, their key stakeholders about how media and marketing can really help bolster not just their brand but their sales during times like this and where they want to be in terms of being in front of consumers and having dialogue with consumers we've also got other clients who are well aware particularly you know if you if you look at the global global outlook there are some clients that are going to be faced with with constrained budgets and uh, so i think it's going to absolutely be a case that is is very individual to each client, but also I don't think we can predict what's going to happen.
0: Mel, your perspective? Yeah, I was
2: intrigued of the summer of AI. Like the, the <laughs> rise of chat GPT for me yeah. is something that I'm like, this is the year that we've all been talking about AI like we were talking about the metaverse for years. But, you know, the metaverse is not really translated, I think, yet, especially for brands and consumers in the way that we would have expected. But I think on the... AI side, we're already seeing some pretty amazing examples of what can be delivered through the communication uh, industry. And I know some agencies are starting to test and try try and test it around uh, this space. I think, you know, um, we probably were ahead of the curve in the last couple of years on some of the work we've done around transformation, automation, and using AI and bots to help improve the life or employee experience of our employees. But I'd say Um, so that's from like an internal perspective, but I just think there's something about, you know, I'm, I'm really waiting to see what's going to happen with ChatGPT. And then I think as well, for me, um, agree, like there's going to be so much volatility around the market and spends, but, uh, M&As, I think is a really interesting one as well this year. Um, we've seen, you know, there's nine have pretty much now got such a, you know, a monopoly of kind of the, the media marketing space. Um, and it's. There's obviously a bit of talk in the last couple of weeks with you know a major network and a major audio network, and you know I'm sure out of home partners are going to be talking and joining that. For me, that I'm I'm really fascinated with what's going to happen in the MMA M&A space this year and streamlining some I agree. media because it's going to happen. I sca- just don't gonna, know what it, pieces it has has to it at come some together. point. Yeah, we need that to start um, making sure that there's more competition in the market as well. So
1: yeah, Cody. Uh, <clears throat> I agree with Anathya's and Mel's comments uh, economically. Uh, I, I don't know what this year's going to bring. I, I really don't. I mean, the, Re- the Reserve Bank chairman <laughs> himself says he doesn't know how many Thanks. more interest yeah, rates yeah, we're going to see. Um, but um, but there will be some economic headwinds. There's no question about that. And people are struggling out there, particularly those, you know, with mortgages as as as, as the cost of those increases. Um, we'll have clients who will res- respond differently to that. You know, other, others will prosper. Um, Others will find it a little tougher than that. So I I don't think there's a hard rule through that. Um, So there's there's that. Uh, I think that the biggest issue the industry has been grappling with for the last couple of years, if you ask anyone, media owners, media agencies, uh, clients, is is talent. uh, Finding and keeping good talent, uh, filling their vacancies. I think that that will ease this year, um, possibly for a couple of the wrong reasons, but I think that will ease and we're already starting to see that. We, We are seeing that. We've seen that. Um, So, I think that's a good thing. Um, If I was to pick a topic um, that I think will accelerate this year, it'll be around the area of sustainability and responsibility, particularly as it relates to media. Um, We're seeing, uh, we're working on it, I I know others are as well. Where. You know, historically, clients make their choices on how they allocate their advertising investments to media owners based on their ability to reach audiences and, you know, in the most efficient manner. But there'll be other overlays on that. Are they, are they responsible corporate citizens? Are they making the planet a better place and are they aligned to my corporate values? And if we start overlaying things on like that and we're developing tools, we have developed tools that will help us do that, I think that particular topic will be an area of acceleration this year.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I guess, can I just ask for a little bit more context around clients? Cause you've got a great spread of clients. Like I feel like you've got, you know, insurance, you've got government, you've just got a really good cross section. Mm-hmm. Are there any categories you think, you know, might are going to overinvest? maybe not overinvest is mm-hmm. the right word, but others are going to struggle. So can you break it down by category and are there certain clients that are going, you know, we just don't know what the hell's happening. Mm-hmm. In retail, So I guess, can I unpick that a little bit more from your specific client base?
2: Yeah, we've got a lot of retail across the board. Uh, Yeah, again, quite different because the categories out in those retailers are very different. So some, to Cody's point before, did really prosper through the pandemic and others suffered more and it depends on what the category is. But at the moment, we're seeing spends pretty flat. So there's no, uh, we're not seeing spends in retail decreasing at this point. But the thing that we're watching at the moment, especially around um, between retail and FMCG, is the supply chain. Like, that's still something that we're suffering from. There's still uncertainty around China and moving our product through, you know, and the creation and the production of the product through there. So um, that is something that we're kind of working through, but we're seeing sort of those that are affected by supply chain budgets are coming in around flat. So again, we haven't quite seen the decline in in that category as yet, but we're we're watching. We're trying to be as flex with our clients as we can. What so- about breakfast
0: cereals? <laughs> Congratulations, by the <laughs> way. No, but, yeah. saying, but you're yeah. right. It's by category. It's such a different story. It's they?
2: so it's so different, and you know they've got their own <laughs> challenges. But they're such amazing, iconic brands. But they're not going away in spends either because they have to maintain that market the share and maintain that share, yeah. that momentum. Yeah.
3: I think, I think it's that yeah. flexibility mm. that that's going to be really critical
0: this year because because Optus to, is back, aren't they? I mean, as in Optus is
3: yeah, back absolutely, and and, uh, and and doing great work a, a, around both brand and acquisition. Um, but I think for, for for us, it is about as Mal says, supply chain is still an issue. Palette um, availability in Australia is an enormous issue, uh, but some of the supply chain issues are coming off for some clients, so we're seeing them sort of coming back. But but the other area is Clients are saying we want to be ahead of this. We we want to maintain our share of voice. We don't necessarily want to pull back. I strongly. want to hear that. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we we want to be out there and we want to to make sure that if now is time to retreat, now is not the time to retreat. Yeah. If if we're going to maintain our position in people's minds and people's wallets, well, we've got to be out there. So they they're good conversations.
0: And uh, uh, government can I ask, and I know it's confidential, but. What are your thoughts around government spend? Because I know you're very close to the Fed Gov.
3: Yeah, so look, I think that the it, it was well documented that the last government um, had had higher spending. There was a lot going on, a lot that needed to be spent. This government has also made clear that that they're 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 cautious about um, about spending, but they do have important messages to get out to the people of Australia. We we've got ongoing um, immunisation messages, we've got other health messages that the government will need to to continue to invest in. And like everyone else, we will be waiting for the budget in May, which will give us all a good indication of, of where their priorities
0: are.
1: Awesome. Cody, you wanted to...? Yeah, I, I, my when we talk about this, I don't necessarily think through different categories because, I mean, some categories um, operate sort of, you know, uh, contrary to the current economic climate, and they and and they do very well in those environments. Others don't. You know, that, that that's always been the case. My mind takes me to the type of marketer that we deal with. Fair enough. Because there are some that's marketers who retreat, and there are some marketers who have the trust of their board, and they know that this is the cheapest uh, market share I'm going to I'm going to grow yeah. back. Um, but you're right, it
0: comes to the CMO, doesn't it? The 100%. And,
1: and I think, and my and I won't name the advertiser, but my mind takes me back to a large client I worked on quite a few years ago i think it was must have been back through the last big downturn back in 07 i think it was um, i was at omd at the time and procurement called us in and we've gone oh here we go we're about to get our fees cut we're about to have a scope reduced and they actually said to us we know that there's value to be chiseled out of this market if we invested in two more traders, what would that result as? Is, as, a, as a result of God, you know, are what, they still what, around, we want <laughs> more of them. <laughs> That's but
0: yeah, you know what I mean. Like how good's but that? But they
1: understood. They understood yeah. that if they invested in their team and invested in more of their team to chisel out more value in a market where more value was there to be had, they would they would be the beneficiary of that. And it's it's such good thinking. I'll never forget that. And you know, I'm not saying every market is going to walk in our door and increase our fees through a through an economic downturn. That's not going to happen. But the the willingness to invest and understand the implications of that, because what they pay us, or whether they have three traders or four traders in the business, is insignificant in compared to their total turnover and what 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 the possibilities are.
0: I think you're very lucky though with your leadership position because some of your clients, I feel, are brave marketers. Yeah. Yep. You know, I feel like you know, yeah. insurance category or something. When I mean, they are going to invest and, and grow their market share, and now's the time to do it, and they're doing great creative. So, you know, I think, as you say, if, if you can find a, a client that's yep. ready to invest now when the time is right. Yep. Anything else you sort of want to cover there? Because I was, is there another any other specific examples on a positive level? Like, you know, is entertainment going to grow? Is, I just, I'm looking for the little gems if there is any. Any thoughts, any stories? If not, we can move on. I mean, yeah, we've probably got a
2: lot of unique examples. I'd say um, it's also how best, like, we tap into the agency village and we've probably seen some of the best success around, you know, with Cody's example of, you know, the the better CMOs is how they manage and move through that agency village. So we're seeing some of the best creative work amplified once they connect us as well. So sometimes it's not just, uh, you know... CMOs that say stay in your tram lines and here's your spend and kind of go off and they don't help usher in that agency village and bring us together. Um, Some of the best work and some of you know the work we enter into awards or is most effective in the FEs is the way that the CMOs are rallying behind the scenes that agency village and, and bringing us together as well and you know that's a job that we've taken serious at initiative as well that the the people that we have on the team, or the senior strategists, are the ones that you know want to be at sitting at every table because it's how media and creativity are connecting better together. together. So that's been you know a real focus as well. Yeah,
3: we wow. had a, a recent piece of work um, that that where the the client said to me several months ago, um, we can't always improve great creative by twenty percent because great creative is is. A subjective objective. and it's great <laughs> and it's and uh but but this gives us the opportunity to really improve our media by 20%. So we took that brief on for this particular client and it was such a rallying cry to like how can we make already great creative even stronger through through the media amplification? And the results for that particular campaign have been absolutely phenomenal. And I think again, as exactly as Mal says, it's how you how media thinking and channel thinking comes together with creativity in, in really powerful
0: ways. Love it. And now uh, jumping around, a couple of questions here. What are you looking forward to this year? Is there any major events, any media highlight? Um, you know, sort of what's on your radar? Are you into Southwest Southwest? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Sure. So, I mean, I'm having
2: so. say... We're still like we I think we forget that even twelve months ago at this time we were still sort of kind of creeping back into <laughs> the so many the, so the world's much. like and now it's it's actually pretty exciting that we're it's a year for me of making sure like we really build back that connectivity. And we saw it in pockets last year, but um for me probably the thing I'm most looking forward to is what we're calling Culture First, which is the first initiative conference in, you know, we're bringing everyone around the country together and that's happening in a couple of months. But on an external perspective, I grew up as Melbourne. I'd always say I'm Melbourne patriotic and I've loved, always loved going to every sporting event in Melbourne, but this is the year it's actually good to see Sydney finally get some events. So the fact we've got World Pride and, you know, the media marketing industry getting behind that the, and South by In Sydney. It's really exciting to like have some local events that are inspiring. We're doing a lot of work with getting our clients together from around the country here in, in, uh, for South By in Sydney at the end of the year. And it's just an opportunity. We haven't really had many of those opportunities for that connectivity. So I think connectivity is definitely the theme. There's a lot more industry events that we're coming back together. So yeah, we'll all see each other a lot more.
1: Um, (laughs) Cody? Um, I, I agree with all that, and there are some great events coming up. But for me personally, um, the so i had my third anniversary at Media Brands on the weekend just gone, which has gone in a heartbeat. It's I was so going to say, bloody hell, it's really quick. Quickly. Uh, but it also means I started four weeks before lockdown. So I've only... I have worked with people in You our do know network. Mel, don't you? <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, but I mean you haven't really but, in, but internationally I'm talking about so yeah. there are people in our network that I've spent loads of time on a screen with. I but I've really only met them once. We when the when things opened up we had a global get together uh November Last year was it? I can't. Well, the uh, but there's there's so many people in our network that I haven't spent as much time with as I would have liked. to. So we've got a couple of those coming up. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to yeah. that. There'll be something something in March, probably APAC, and something in a few months' time, maybe maybe globally. So mm. I'm looking forward to that. Anything?
3: I'm really looking forward to. We've got a brand new global CEO, Sasha Savick, has joined us recently, yeah, from- and. He was I think media Mediacom, Mediacom yeah, in New York or yeah, the US in the US and uh we've had a couple of Is he
0: coming down to Australia or are you going
3: to I <laughs> we're going to do the whole lot. <laughs> he's going to come here, he's going to bring people together. So I'm really looking forward to um spending time with him. He brings great energy. We've had a couple of great um phone sort of Teams conversations so far. So I'm I'm really looking forward to to those conversations and and being to, as Cody says being together with with our network and our people.
0: we will just sort of starting to wind up, but how would you describe your leadership style and sort of, you know, what would your people say about you that you could share with us? <laughs> and hopefully <laughs> positively, Cody, I'm looking at you. Well,
1: we could describe each other. <laughs> oh, well, okay, actually, actually Let's do
0: that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, for job security, how would you describe Cody? <laughs> <laughs> no, how would you, what's his leadership style? I,
3: I've been really clear. I mean Cody is uh, Cody's one of the greatest leaders I've ever worked oh, with. Zuck no, 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 suck, no, 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 no. suck. I can tell you his uh, bad voice. No, Cody, I the reason I'm back increase in, coming up.
0: <laughs> that'll be all
3: right. Uh, the reason I'm back in Australia is 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 the job was attractive because Cody was part of the package, and and I wanted to, you know, I I enjoy the fact that Cody has assembled a strong E L T and an E L T that is. Building an enormous amount of trust um, with each other, and, and I think that's that's testament to his leadership style. I think Mel's leadership. Mel is probably the most driven person I've I've ever. I'm not surprised you, you what you were talking about this year, trying to pull back a bit, because Mel is one of the most driven, um, focused leaders that I've ever come across. And when I learned. grow up,
0: I want to be Mel. Yeah, <laughs> we all do,
3: Sparrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I need you to improve my swimming, but that's another story. <laughs> Mel, how would and once again, you don't have, but how would you? Do describe their style.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, starting <laughs> with Cody, um, there's a lot to live up to. And also <laughs> like I read the is it the dynamic duo? I was like, "Oh, I got to lean into that a bit more." <laughs> um, so, um no, I mean, I I think I've learned so much in my last few years in in working together the way that Cody can simplify a situation is like nothing I've ever seen before in a good way, you know, in a good way. <laughs> like, i you know, heard we, he's simple, but we, <laughs> just like, in a good way, in um, a good way. We always, you know, there's like in any day there's fires to put out. And I always, um, I think he puts it way more eloquently than I do, but he sort of always has to, he's, the, he's, he's in the middle. He always has to kind of help with it, some of these fires and, the ability to come in and simplify and help solve is something that I've learned a lot from. And I think that's because I'm always like, come on, we can just get it done, which he gives me the feedback of like, <laughs> I know you're action orientated, let's like get there together on a journey. So I think I appreciate like the two-way feedback as but well. it's the and combination. It's, like, it's the powerful. Yeah.
0: Combo. Exactly.
2: And I think, you know, same. I mean, it's been incredible. Like, I got to work with Anathy when she was first. You were just going to say, say you were Mindshare. Mind and I, I remember thinking. We pitched together. I exactly. Remember. Like, just like how and much one, I admired. And yeah. And one. one. And that one. was the no, first no, thing. We all, like, yeah, the three of us. Um, and I think from back then, like the way that you lead people and the empathy and leading by example is so admired. Like, the, it's very admirable. And you can see, like, just the way that people gravitate towards you like I saw that from Mindshare days and like all the way to to now and it's it's really admirable so I think yeah like we were off site together this week and um it was good to be together because we actually to your point we actually haven't spent that much time as a as an ELT um off site together anyway have we so you,
1: you, you get you get better answers like that, don't you? I like that. Uh, I, 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 so can can yes. I do these guys? Uh, yeah, but we haven't got all day, but very good. Uh, no, quick. no we quick. do have well, all day. It's, it's Carry, it's, on, on. Oh. Carry on. Carry on. We do have all day. It'll be quick. It'll be. Well, it might even be repetitive. Uh, but uh, no, Anathia is a, uh, a vehement defender of her people. She she loves leading people. She loves looking after her teams uh she's amazing with clients and and driven but in in her own way you know she 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 she's got this kind of uh uh constant drive you know hates losing um mm-hmm. uh, doesn't often display that well occasionally you do <laughs> um, but um a, so yeah a, a a real a real people focused yeah, leader and i love that yep uh mel uh you already said it i this one is high octane <laughs> but I is is what i often describe <laughs> mel as like high energy Results really? focused, no. <laughs> um, but 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 it has this incredible capacity to bring her people. But that's going to say everyone
0: wants to follow you because yeah, you bring that yeah, together. Yeah, a real
1: galvanizer of the people around her to, to get to that mission. Like, but yeah, both incredibly effective. I love all
0: of it. Okay, so we're going to finish up with some quick draw. So don't overthink this. Far, short, sweet, uh, quick. I'm going to start with you. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early. Both, oh, both, <laughs> no sleep.
3: <laughs> Neither.
1: <laughs> so,
0: be honest. Vice of choice. Chardonnay.
2: Ah! Uh, no sleep. That's that's unfortunate. Oh, like, you I guys are
1: vice of choice.
2: I'll come back. Okay.
1: A vice of choice. Uh, uh,
2: I was awfully fast I, with mine. You were too. Very good.
1: <laughs> Thank you. No, I do, I do. I do like a glass of wine. I okay, pos, pos, pos. Yeah,
2: I mean, same. Like if yeah, I yeah. had less than that in but my life, would be healthy. Yeah. Love <laughs> a glass of vino. Let's yeah. do it.
0: Um, I'm not going to ask Coke or Pepsi uh, or dog or cat person? Dog.
3: Dog. My dog.
0: Favourite interest, hobby or sport? I know some, but I want to hear your perspective. Love cooking. Swimming. Swimming. I.
1: Uh anything on the water. I'd, I'd, yeah. Perfect weekend on the water. On the water. Yeah. Swimming, I mean, drinking wine.
3: Perfect weekend. Exploring, Family? traveling, exploring. yeah, getting out.
0: Okay, death row, your last meal. Mine's surf turf lobster of course, but oh, really? what would
1: yours be? Roast lamb. Ooh, I love roast lamb. Mint jelly. Uh meat jelly, maybe even slow cooked, you know like. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Spinach lasagna. It's my oh, favorite.
1: But bloody healthy, Mel. <laughs> no,
2: I've been vegetarian my whole life. Yes, so I know, like, it's, but it's just like,
0: it's my meal. Bechamel sauce it. on the top of that spinach or something?
3: <laughs> no, just, just lots of cheese, yeah. So this could take all day because I'd start <laughs> I'd start with half a dozen oysters, <laughs> then I'd have some kind of um, really sharp um, no bur- <laughs> burrata and tomato oh, salad, yuck. then I'd have a, Can a we little have this last tiny, last tiny <laughs> pasta and then yeah, lots of little bits.
0: Mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Or coach that you respect? And do you have one? Uh,
3: So many. But Louise Bond, who was um, my boss for for many years, I have enormous respect for her and I turn to her regularly for advice.
0: Mel? Uh, Mentor or coach? Both?
2: Both for me, I I, I appreciate in different ways. But I think the biggest sort of uh, game changer for me has been almost uh, mentoring through the YPO organisation. That's been a, a game changer.
0: Cody?
1: Uh, I haven't had sort of firm mentors, but I've definitely got role models. That's I've what I say. Before. I feel like I've you've learned. had some brilliant role yeah, models. Yeah, yeah. P- Peter Harvey would yeah, come to mind. Uh, yeah. Bless him. We lost him last year. Yeah, but great man. Uh, he's one. Mike Porter's one. Uh, Robert Morgan is one. There's So I, I, I could name a, a bunch of role models that I've learned a heap. And I stuff respect off. those role models as well. Yep. Your favorite binge program at the moment can be
0: anything? Oh, I'm looking program. forward to the uh,
1: season two of Clarkson's Farm. I've, that t- <laughs> that tickles my humor. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'd have to you can't. you have got to say Yellowstone. Yeah, uh, I love Yellowstone too.
3: Yeah, oh
2: my
0: Mel? goodness!
3: I
2: love
0: oh, uh, Yellowstone. Thinking... Come
1: on, the daughter. You got
0: to look the daughter. <laughs>
2: yes, uh, I just finished Fowder. I'm obsessed with spy Middle Eastern. Like, ah. like the ability to try and solve things in my evenings is like I just no. like, I'm just so fascinated with the Middle East, you know, the the wars and the peacekeeping, but also the spy. So fowder has been my favorite program of okay. the year.
3: And bringing the tone down. uh, A couple of nights ago, I found myself way, way much later than I wanted to be awake. But I was involved. was not involved. (laughs) uh, But I had to start to watch the next episode of Survivor.
0: I love Survivor. I
3: am George. How good is George and
0: Sean?
1: Oh, (laughs) please! I love it. Okay,
0: so last question: something weird and quirky that no one knows about you. And that's my last question. Going yeah. to start with you, Cody. Uh, oh, oh, that's probably a few. And you can act weird and quirky, like whatever you – either or both. Oh, well, I,
1: um, I don't, I, I'm pretty conservative. I don't have a lot of weird and quirkiness, I don't think. I do, there's a lot of things on the weekend that if I did, you wouldn't recognize. I, I love uh, – I have a farm. I have a tractor. Uh, it, on the weekends, you wouldn't recognize me. I'm doing something vastly different to this. Yeah, but how good's that? Yeah.
0: Mel,
2: it was come a, on. there's a weird one. I think so. People are always like, oh, how how did you? Hair looks so good at the meeting this morning. <laughs> so my little quirkiness on this is that um, I come mostly from the ocean to the shower, almost straight into Ubers in my. And I do Uber drivers think I'm crazy because I'm sitting there with my GHC in Ubers every morning. That's how I. I never do my hair at home. Always in the Ubers on the way to work. That's
3: fantastic. i <laughs> I've got to hook you up with a Dyson
0: now. <laughs> uh, get the Dyson happening.
3: I can very easily on a weekend punch out twelve to fifteen hours of painting fences oh, wow. and um, doing building I I've built, got some, I, built <laughs> <laughs> I built a, a garage storage system a couple of weekends ago I loved getting that shit done
0: that's awesome <laughs> oh, I love it thank you thank you thank you this has been awesome I really appreciate your honesty and your openness and we had fun thank you brilliant thanks thank for you, Good you me. Thanks, Sarah <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Heavy Hitters, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit follow for all future episodes. And leaving a review helps others
0: find the podcast.